Hello, folks. What? What's that? I know you're confused. You usually hear good evening, folks, but guys, I'm not in the business of lying to you. It's not a good evening. Are you kidding me? The Packers are three and four after a loss to the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders in our third straight game where it's the same script, it's the same book, just a different chapter, and you think it's going to end differently, and it doesn't. Nevertheless, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the table from, I don't even know what words to describe your your current mental state, Mr. Luke Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. I think shaken is, is probably a good way to put it. And also, you kind of stole my hello, folks, my tagline there, so I'm not sure if I appreciate that, but uh, quite the little monologue you had there, bud. I think that it's understandable that while the Packers struggle on the field, we're going to you know have a little adversity ourselves here in the booth. Trying to do what we do best while our boys just can't do anything productive, it feels like. I wouldn't say can't do anything, but yet, good point, good point. I know that this game was less pathetic than the last two. There were some questionable calls that we'll get into. But overall, even with the questionable calls or some points taken off the board, the fact that we still lost to the Washington Commanders... It just feels like the Titanic is it's it, it's not only down, it's not only in the water, but now the lights are off. Yeah, it's definitely not ideal, shall we say. The uh our spiral continues here as Packer fans, right? This is this is a dark time for us. We haven't been here in a while. Um the team looks terrible, right? Absolutely terrible. Our at, closest at points, yes. Right, and our close, closest comp statistically is the Chicago Bears. That's that is not good news, folks. That is not good news. Hmm. I'm the Bears fan. Yeah, Luke's the one bringing up Bears stats. Isn't that interesting? Well, you'd be happy at that point. I'm upset. All right, let's move on to I think and I know. I'm already in enough fragile state. Let's not end the show talking about that whole me being a Bears fan thing, please and thank you. So I think <laughs> I think that the Packers are going to go back to where I spent most of my college career, they're going to go back to Buffalo and they're going to get absolutely smacked by the Buffalo Bills if they don't get their shit together. This team has not shown that they can play four quarters of football. I think they actually believe the game stops at halftime. It feels I, don't know, that way. I don't know who told them that. And maybe they'll make a big power outage to the city of Buffalo. It gives them a chance. That's why I'm not saying I know where to get spanked, because maybe we can play a little, little shocker, a little spoiler alert in the first half, get to our usual you know, two scoring drives, either it's 14 or it's 10. It's just what we do nowadays. The defense looks good and aggressive. Maybe we put some heat on Josh Allen. Maybe we get Stephon Diggs frustrated. Maybe we can you know, kind of stay in under the first half, and there's a massive power outage in Buffalo. Maybe we win that way, but besides that, Unless guys really do have a hard look in the mirror and the floor has a hard look in the mirror like the defense has had lately, changing up some things, I don't see how we don't get smacked. Instead of commenting on anything you just said, I'm going to do my I think. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. I don't know if it's just absolute blind optimism. And hey, it might be, guys. Never said I wasn't a homer, right? But I think we can win this. I really do. Why? N- I'm not 100% sure. But there are a couple things. I do actually have a couple things that to kind of back this up, potentially, right? One, it's an upside-down NFL season, right? The good teams are bad. Bad teams, I'm looking at you, you, New York, are good. Giants and Jets, like, what is happening? The Buccaneers look even worse than we do, right? Things are just just not right. The Falcons have a chance in it their division would, it somehow. Would be a textbook parody if we can go into Buffalo after looking like absolute doggy doo doo the last three weeks and pull Correct. a W. Correct. And I think something points to that, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, I have no idea what we're going to do against the Bills. Probably nothing. Have right. you received a phone call yet to play receiver this week? Because we might, we, we, we might, might be have to up. at this point. Yeah. It might Any be listeners us. out there got a little wide receiver experience? How about our friends over in Europe? Are you guys pretty quick? <laughs> they might be. They guys? might be. Was it Norway? No. Holland? Germany? <laughs> Whoever's out there. Help me, Europeans. You're my only hope. Please, come play receiver. Oh, boy. Okay, getting back on track, right? So, what are we terrible at on defense? 
actually second half. No, 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 just overall. I mean, simplify it. Simplify. What are we bad at? Okay, okay, Aaron, I'll simplify it. Thank you. You're welcome. You want to give me some peyote, whatever ayahuasca, ayahuasca, please make this a little more tolerable. What are we bad on on defense? Thank you. We are bad at. I will say specifically second half run defense. I think I was just going to open up to run defense as a whole. Okay. What do the Bills just not do? They don't run the ball except with that man, Josh Allen, which, oh, by the way, didn't Tyler Heineke kind of, you know, get out of the pocket a little bit? I mean, he had two rushes for four yards, but continue. (laughs) He did. (laughs) He did. I am going to take a wild guess and say that Josh Allen improves on that performance. But I think what's interesting about Josh Allen is he is not the kind of scrambler necessarily at this point in his career that would that seems to give us that level of trouble. Right? So he they run plays for him a lot, right? They'll do quarterback sweeps and powers and, and stuff like that. Draws and such. We really struggle with scrambles. Josh Allen is throwing the ball a lot this year. He's kind of sitting back there, being a real quarterback, which is great for his growth and progression as a player, right? He's not just one read, tuck and run. He's not Justin Fields anymore, right? I want to pause you there because I know where this is going, but you just foiled your own your own plot, your own idea. You're saying that he's not Mr. Just one read and then run like Justin Fields, and you're no. right, but he could still be one read, two read, three read, okay, no one's open, I'm going to run. But here's the thing. He goes, one read, two two reads open, I'll throw. Or, oh, three reads open, and I'll throw. Because the Bills have a bunch of dogs on offense. The reason he's not running is not because he can't. It's because he doesn't need to. Correct. Yeah. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying at this point in his career, he doesn't do that as much. It's much more strategic and called versus like what we saw last night. Uh, from Justin Fields, who I think is a good example of what lots of times young quarterbacks do. Fair? Fair. So in theory, their strength on offense is going against our strength on defense. Right? Their passing game versus our pass defense? For the most part, yes. Well, we're best at rushing the passer and defending the pass. Right? I'm not saying we're awesome I'm not not going to disagree with you there. I'm just... I'm just skeptical. I'm right? just saying that because you also, if I may, yeah. trying to interrupt you, this whole you know making teams pass the ball, making them close up the mm-hmm. playbook, narrow it down in the second half, which is so vital to a defensive success. In order to really force Buffalo to be throwing the ball more, to get us to our strength, I know Buffalo doesn't run the ball a lot, but they will still run the ball when they are ahead. We but- have to be ahead of them. To let our defense play. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right? We don't have to force them to throw the ball. That's what they want to do. They don't particularly want to run the ball. While they are more pass inclined, they do still make an effort to run the ball to keep teams honest. To keep them honest. Right? This yes, is not a run team. It's not. We struggle against run teams. Right? So I'm just saying, we haven't actually really faced quarterback since week one, Kirk Cousins, and that was rough, and that, that we're going to burn that tape, right? We haven't really played a team that truly just wants to throw the football. I'm not saying that we're going to shut down Josh Allen, right? I'm not saying that. However, their best players are going to go up against our best players, which is nice for a change. Wait, so maybe, Luke, maybe Josh Allen's going to throw a lot. Yes. And we could have multiple opportunities for interceptions, maybe like five in the first half, and then drop every single one of them. Could that happen? Have you seen that before? I have seen that before. I saw that very recently, as a matter of fact. Hey, we caught one. Yeah. Okay, so there were four more. Four more dropped interceptions by guys that we were playing millions of dollars to, mm-hmm. just to prove the old adage, that's why you don't play offense. When it's in your hands, just drop. Devin's really grumpy tonight, guys. Devin is a little grumpy. Sorry, so, not sorry. But on paper, right? This is what I'm saying. Their strength against our strength, right? That's that's it. That's all I'm saying, Devin. Is they probably will not go right at our weakness as much as some of the other teams we've played. 
what I'm saying to you is if we win this game, mm-hmm. I will Uber to and from your place and have a six-pack doing this show next week and be happy as a clam. Oh, Luke, you were right. You were right. I don't know anything. That is exactly what I will do. Mark my words. Not going to happen, but I appreciate the optimism. You heard that, folks. You heard that. So I think we have a chance here. I think we can win. Like I said, I don't particularly know why. don't know how we're going to score points. I'm hoping one of these days they remember that Aaron Jones is awesome at literally everything. Um, they remembered like once in the second half, right? No, they remembered the first drive beautifully, and it's super weird. We moved the ball. Yeah. Aaron Jones had like three pitches in a row, and they couldn't stop it. Yeah, that, that's And they were like, uh, 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 no, no, no. They're going to figure that out. We're not going to do that anymore. That works too well. No, no more. Are you done? I'm done for now. Okay. I think they can win. Get to your no, please. Okay. So I know that I really should have wrote it down, which member of Packers media had a beautiful question for Matt LaFleur. What he was laying out was that when the McCarthy regime was here, you would see a lot of kind of like random play actions where it would be a play action and it wasn't really coupled with a run, right? Like maybe it was like a play action stretch play and we never ran stretch. So it didn't really work. There was kind of a minimal effect to it on fooling the defense. And then when the floor came in, it's all about we are going to marry the run and we're going to marry the play action. And that did us really well in 20, in 21. And we just don't run it this year. And LaFleur and Rodgers did kind of mention that one of the reasons they kind of stayed away from it, at least this past week, because traditionally most play actions, most effective play actions are run from under center. Correct. And with Aaron's thumb issue, it hurts a lot more to be taking a snap from under center. So that's why they that's why they weren't running it. So part of me wants to kind of point out again that I should have said maybe Jordan Love last week wouldn't have been the worst option. So you're saying you know Jordan Love should have played? I'm not gonna say I know Jordan Love should have played but i think it should have been more of a conversation i think that if roger's thumb continues to truly be a hindrance to him then you might be onto something however i am far and away not in the camp it's like oh we got a bench rogers let's see what we have in jordan love we know what we have in jordan love honestly not much let's keep rogers in paying the man 50 mil we're not going to do this colts crap and bench matt ryan we're going to put leave our best player Historically, right? He won the MVP last year. But these are two different situations we're talking about. Okay. You're benching Matt Ryan for the year because of performance. We're not benching Aaron because of his performance. We're benching him because his thumb, which is going to be worse through contact, which, oh, by the way, you take more contact during a game. So against the team, which we, sh- we should have beaten again, I should have beaten. Yes, I shouldn't say that for any other game the rest of the season, right? If we can't beat the Commanders, my God, who can we beat? But like a game, we, a game we should have won. That would have been the time to do it. To give, don't even think about it as giving Jordan Love an opportunity to do something. Think about it as giving Aaron a week of rest to get the thumb better, so we have more of the playbook because plays we're calling right now aren't working, and you cannot tell me that the ability to run out of the single back or the I formation, things out of center, under center, where we can marry the run in the past, such as the floor said we were going to, would not help this offense. And if that means you give Aaron a week off so he can get his thumb right, so be it. It's worth it, as opposed to throwing out this quote-unquote offense that we are right now. Well, I think there are other things you can do, partially. I think uh, we've seen this before. I'm not saying we're going to do this, but I know we're absolutely not going to do this, but you go pistol. You still have the running back a couple yards behind you. You have a little bit more effective play action than just them standing next to you, right? It's an option. It's not the same. I get it, but it's better than basically all our play actions just being RPOs or looking like RPOs. I would agree with you there. You could still do some play action stretch type stuff, right? You could still run all that. I understand we're not going to do that. And I do desperately miss the guitar fakes, specifically the guitar fakes. Thing of beauty. Love them. 
So I want those back. We're not in a position right now to start our backup quarterback because our starting quarterback may be a little hurt and we can't quite do what we want to do. We should have done that maybe a couple weeks ago, potentially, in hindsight. But I mean, we are past that point. We have to have Aaron Rodgers on the field if he can step onto it at this point. We need to win like seven more games this year. But we only play ten. We can't be having a Jordan Love versus the Chiefs moment here. I get what you're saying. Okay. You're right. We do need to win seven the next ten or whatever the math is. I agree. I'm still saying that's going to be a thought in the back of my head. That's fair. And I'm always going to wonder on those overthrows, is it father time? Is it miscommunication? Is it the thumb? All the above seems to be probably the answer. But what if it's 70% the thumb? Well, that overthrow to Sammy Watkins when it looked like the poor dude was wearing cement cleats wasn't, I don't think, 100% on that. Yeah, I was so excited. Remember what I said to you? <laughs> I, I sent uh, him and JP a... Another uh, very loyal listener of the show, and I said, you know, he returns to us now. The turn yeah. of the tide. I, when Sammy I Watkins is going back. didn't even know who you were talking about when you sent that text. I was so excited. And I realized Sammy it was Watkins. Sammy Watkins. I was like, whoa. Yeah, he was not worth the reference. He is not Gandalf. Not even the slightest. Not a wizard. Not even close. Probably can't even do cheap magic tricks at this point. At this point, no. Not even card tricks. I think uh, Moose... I always call him Goose, but Moose, Daryl Johnson, called out at the end of his route that Sammy Watkins was probably letting up. And oh, by the way, you're like, what? The only receiver that we intended to have on the field when the season started that can go now is Romeo, kind of. Yeah, him and Romeo. Romeo drops. Things are looking good. Things are looking real good. (laughs) I think it's your turn. It is. Okay. I'm just Mr. Positivity over here, apparently. I know that this defense is good enough. I know that because we keep holding teams to 20 points, 23 points, right? We're going to discount the Jets game, whatever the hell happened there. But even the Vikings, right? Well, they score like 23. The defense is good enough. We've we've kind of gone back and forth, and we've talked about the defense at length at times. What needs to be better? What do we need to change? And even through all of that, most of these games have been in point in situations where the opposing team scored an amount of points I expected Aaron Rodgers to beat every single time. Agreed. So I think that, especially with some of the stuff, and we'll get into it a little bit, but some of the stuff I've seen recently, defense is fine. I'm not worried about them. Do I think they're enough to carry us? No. Should they be? Yeah, probably. But they tried. But they're fine. And Joe Barry was calling a lot of cover zero, and something Aaron Nagler of Packers Media pointed out last night, which I give him props for his point. Got a lot of cover zero, got a lot of blitzes uh, in the third and fourth quarter, and some of those you know, did come back to bite us. There was one where pretty much a cover three call, which you normally have two linebackers covering the middle, and instead they blitzed Quay Walker, tried to get pressure, and that led you know his spot in the zone open. But at some point, if you're Joe Barry... And he's seeing, again, the offense is doing nothing. Got to be aggressive. We already got him a touchdown. Do we have to go score points as a defense? Do I need to apply pressure, get a sack, get a fumble, you know, force a pass, get a pick? Because does my unit have to win this game because the offense cannot? The answer pretty much is yes so far. And it can't be going forward because I don't think, at least from what we've seen so far, this defense is truly that level of elite. There was one team in NFL history, too. That was that level. We ain't there. 85 Bears, 2,000 Ravens. That's it. Yeah. Some of those Bucks teams are probably close. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's the list, hey, they right? had Mike Allstott. They had a they power did. of and an offense. Done. There you go. Brad Johnson. M- mute yeah. point, sir. Uh, so I, I think they're doing enough. I know we've complained about Joe Barry a lot, right? Last two weeks, though, he's done a much better job much better of being job. more aggressive. Even the last play, right? The play that sealed the game was Scary Terry. Yeah, Jair was right on him. I and mean, even, that's just a good guy. Not a good guy, but like a, a talented athlete making a play. They get paid, too. Jair just barely kind of missed it, too. I think he probably he should have been able to get a hand on it. Just kind of took a weird angle. But what I loved, talking about our defense, is I love seeing they just man straight up. 
Like there was no safeties over the top. Nope, just one-on-one all the way across the board on that play. You know what's coming. Kenny Clark got free. Puts his hand up, maybe maybe knocks the ball down, you know? But this defense is good enough. It's good enough. Time to turn to the offense. Yeah. Just to end that, I am feeling much better about the defense than I was two weeks ago. I do agree. I wish they were hitting the jugs machine a little bit more. Uh, I do think, if I may also add just to your point, that I would put an asterisk by seven of the commander's points because there was a Brian Robinson 20-25-yard run in which he clearly fumbled. If you watch the – I think it wasn't a challenge, but it was a no, – re- we challenged oh, we it. we challenged it. Yeah. But you watch the challenge, it is clear as day to me. The ball is out. We recovered it. And then they yeah, – It's the question of when – did he recover his own fumble? Nope. And then it got knocked nope. loose again. Was nope. he down? Nope. I, I understand that. I'm just – I'm explaining the situation. You have that. And then you also have the really ticky tacky call, the the PI call. Not PI, I'm sorry. Whatever, whatever defensive holding on yeah, Eric Stokes on Heineke's run. Legal contact. Legal contact on Heineke's run. I don't know if that drive resulted in points for them. I feel like it probably did. But even so, it cost us at. seven points. Cost us seven points. And, scoop and, and score. We lost by two. So, so do the math there. Math. Hey, maybe we are a math, a math podcast after all. <clears throat> yeah, maybe not. Okay, offense. What do you like? What don't you like? Weirdest thing. We come out in the first drive and run this this pitch with pulling guards two or three times, gain over five yards each time. Looks good. We had a uh, had good. Good movement by the offensive line to get out there, kind of lead block, right? They were mobile. They got out there. I mean, sealed the edge for us. Good good play. As a whole, something I liked, offensive line. Uh, I think it was a little surprising when we came out and he saw Zach Tom starting at left tackle. Uh, that was the last second. David Bakhtiari couldn't go with his knee. Yeah, we need to talk about that for just a second. Let's, let's pause there. I'm pausing here. Right. So we've talked about the offensive line a lot. Fair. Who we yeah, don't want to see. The whole episode was talking about the offensive line. Was, yeah. Well, Royce Newman, yeah. Who was did he... not play, and we still lost. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a bummer. But yep. it's like they were listening to the fan base. They did pretty much what everybody wanted. And honestly, I was terrified when they all got on the field at the same time. Right? So Zach Tom left tackle filling for Bach. Mm-hmm. Jenkins went back to his, his all-pro level, not of play, but a position at left guard. Myers at center. JRJ at right card, Yash at right tackle. Definitely not the lineup I think anybody really expected to see. No, sir. Definitely thought Yash was going to fill in at left tackle, and then we, whatever we were going to do on the right side, maybe just replace Newman with Zach Tom. That was kind of the thought, right? I thought we thought that Yash would be at right. We're, there was no inkling Bakhtiari was going to be out. And if he was, you would think you would have Yash at left. You would think. But what they wanted to do is try to sustain what they had built during the week of practice, right? Which is that entire line just with Bach instead of Tom. Yeah, but it was like a super, super last-minute scratch. Second. Yeah, But I was a little scared. Devin, oh, of course. Because we asked for all this change, and then it's like, oh, it's staring us in the face. What if this doesn't work? There we was, were all wrong. There was one person who was in his spot last week, and that was Josh Myers, and that was it. The middle didn't move. The rest was all brand new. But it worked beautifully. Aaron wasn't sacked once. No, I think he had one hurry, like one pressure on him. Insane. Zach Tom, game ball to you, sir. Great game. Great game. So at least that's a nice little, you know, plus going forward, especially with next week we have the Bills. Bills. Yeah. And all the those good, dudes. The good news is clearly by setting up the offensive line like this, they mean to keep it that way. So if Box Healthy is going to be left tackle, Yash is going to be right tackle regardless. Right? I think the rest of the line is now stable. This is probably what we see for the majority of the season outside of injuries. So if Bakhtiari isn't there, who is the weakest link of that line, Luke? Uh, well, Yash had a couple holding calls. He did. So he's probably not still fully comfortable. Probably him or Tom. You know what the nice thing about both those guys are? They're on the edge. We can help. Ding, 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 ding. Winner. Indeed you can. You can chip. You can have a tight end, running yeah, you back. Can have running backs. You can... Put Mercedes over guy, there and just kind of let him loose. Big dog. That's literally his entire job. Yeah. Just go block people. He so. essentially is just an extra tackle. Moves like one, too. 
<laughs> this is true. So offensive line, really, really good. Not as good in the running game. Not super surprised by that either. That's okay. One problem at a time. Offensive line played well. Yeah, I was happy to see it. Are we supposed to still be on good things from the offensive line or the offense in general? Yeah. I mean, Alan Lazard looks good for the most part. I believe he did have at least one, maybe two drops. One drop for him, two for Dobbs. Correct. So until Lazard went out, I mean, he looked like a solid, his solid technically receiver one. Uh, six catches for 55 yards. Aaron Jones also out of the backfield is very good. He was Nine great. for 53 and two touchdowns. And I want a quick shout out for a couple things here. The first short touchdown, that was a nice play. It was. That's the kind of thing I've been waiting for. Where's that creativity? Where are all these fakes and, and all this misdirection that we're used to? It hasn't been there, right? And then the second touchdown, thing of beauty. I mean, that's why Rodgers is in the game. That's why Aaron should just pick a slot receiver at this point. Almost, right? He's probably not quite to that level, but he's close. Man, that was a great catch. Great throw, great catch. And a little out and up, which I don't think was planned. I don't think. We tried to hit him on a it's, wheel route it's earlier that in the game. It's it a is. veteran IQ. I wish that Romina Dobbs had that. It's just knowing where your quarterback wants to go. You guys are seeing the field the same way. And it's pretty simple. When you're running an out like that, right, as a receiver or running back or, or what have you, you run out of field. And then what do you do? Stopping is not the answer. Yeah, staying on the <laughs> sideline isn't it either. You're not just going to no. go out of bounds. You're going to make some new friends. No, you go up the field. Up the field. You either go up or come back. When you're already like two yards from the line of scrimmage, you might as well go up the field, right? Linebacker's not going to be able to keep up with you. So that's the kind of thing I want to see more of. Like I said, we tried to hit him on a wheel route out of the backfield early on. It was covered. But that's what I want to see. Get him all over the field. Get him all over the field. He's the best weapon we have. There was only one Packer who caught every single target that went his way. Do you know who it was? I do because I'm staring at it, but Samari Toure. Samari Toure, man. One catch, four yards, didn't drop it. Congratulations. Didn't fumble. Love to see it. First career catch. Good that's, job. That's beautiful consistency. Maybe he gets a few more snaps. And <laughs> It's not like he has a choice. Unless we do a trade or something here, which at this point, I don't think we're going to. I mean, not before Sunday. Yeah, I mean, which is like the trade deadline. But, yeah, there is there is very little chance we make any moves for the trade deadline. Which wouldn't make sense, right, when our team is flubbering is the word I'm going to use. Why are you going to waste draft capital on a short-term purchase I think when, the, would, question, when the season is in doubt? I th- if we're going to get into this for a second, I think it would have to be one of a couple players that have more long-term viability, right? There's the pipe dream that is DJ Moore. Ain't gonna happen. It's not be, gonna happen. He'd be perfect. I think mostly because of the contract he has with Carolina, they'd have to pay a ton of money to him even after he left. But young, new contract. In theory, you'd have him for years. He'd go well into the next quarterback. Agreed. Chase Claypool. That's kinda, another hot name. Kind of mm-hmm. the same thing, right? Interesting guy there. Uh, I'm not sure what he's great at. They try to label him as you know, like the 6'3 physical receiver, and I'm like, okay, so he's another Lazard. He's faster, but not as fast as Watson, and they they run him a lot. He gets a lot of, of end-arounds and, and stuff like that. So he's kind of what Maybe Watson Maybe he's is. Watson in the meantime until he figures out his See, hamstrings. That could work. That could work. Or we just you know, never use him because of his hamstrings. I don't know. He's kind of a knucklehead, but that's, that's, so that's it's kind of a potential narrative here. Yes, it is, is. Is that he's just never going to be anything because of his hamstrings. I'm hoping it's not, but like that thought begins to creep into your mind here is at he some point. Sammy Watkins. He has not practiced. Yeah. Side note, in the past two weeks, guys, not even limited, not even only in shells, Christian Watson has not practiced at all in the past two weeks. Not good. Not good. So he is probably not playing this week either. I got one more name for you. So you make Kendrick Bourne because I've no, heard that. No, I don't and, care about Kendrick Bourne. Boring. I don't care about Kendrick Bourne. Did you just miss that dad joke? And just I'm, I'm just completely. Gonna, I didn't miss it. I'm for those just of you who missed it. Kendrick Bourne, receiver for the Patriots, kind of like a wide receiver four, not really great. Hence the term "boring." If you if you got to repeat it, Devin, probably not worth it. Anyways, heard some people. 
I'm sure this isn't true, but I heard some people were sniffing around Jerry Judy. No. That could work. It could, but it's not going to we, happen. We're never going to do it. No. But, but he fits the mold. Young would have him for a long time. It's not going to happen. But while we're dreaming, we might as well. Amari in a first for Jerry Judy? Who says no? Amari, Royce Newman, and a second for Ooh, Jerry Judy. I like where heads All right. Can we just trade multiple thirds? We never draft anybody good in the third. Just give up all our thirds. See, I wish you said that before the show started, because I would have put you in your place. In recent research. times. Who are third-round draft picks? Top of your head. DeGuara. Excuse me? Or Burks. Josiah DeGuara <laughs> is one of the few Packers on this team who is not letting us down. He has limited snaps. because he's not on the field, so it's kind of hard yeah, to let you down. because they're not, he's not in the field Speaking because of, they only put him in the fullback s- position. You can't use a fullback. He's only in the shotgun because we're still starting Aaron Rodgers because he has a broken thumb. I bet it's not entirely true. You could have him next to Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Or like I said, we could do pistol and you get people playing But creative play side. calling, can we do that, Luke? Oh, wait. No, uh, we can't. Can we get back to my point? We can't be creative. Can we get back to my point? You're up. I got really hostile. I'm sorry, guys. Sean Ryan. What about him? He wasn't active all year until this week. Oh, he was yeah. our third-round pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not great, man. Not great. We don't draft well in the third round. We just don't. I need more data. You need to pull up all the third-round picks of the past, like, 15 years. Like, okay. Like, Bawan Jew is going to be up there. Like, there's going to be someone great that you're missing. I think our definition of great is not going to be the same. You're probably not wrong. See, I'll be the overly positive one on that aspect. That's fair. Anything else good on the O? I don't really not, think so. Not no. really. I mean, <laughs> that past Aaron Jones was really pretty and got me excited. A uh, little bit of a funny tidbit. So I was watching the game with my dad, his girlfriend, and my girlfriend. And my dad and I are both super excited after that. And little did we know, uh, with both of our ladies, like, blunted response my dad's girlfriend drove over and heard the post game on the car. So she knew it was about to happen. And my girlfriend like went to the bathroom and like saw the score on her phone. So they both knew that we were about to lose. My dad and I were losing our shit. Like, all right, let's go. We got three minutes left, three timeouts. We're going to get the ball back. And things just didn't really go that way. No, they did not. No, they did not. Okay. Hold on. I got the third round picks. You ready? I am ready. Orrin Burks, 2018. Jay Sternberger, 2019. Okay, those are both misses. Josiah, 2020. Amari Rogers. Right? I, I got some more. I got some more. <clears throat> Montrevious Adams. Bust. Kyler Fackrell. He was fine. He was, he was yeah, fine. Sackrell, he's fine. Ty Montgomery, you'd say was great and then was terrible. No, I hated Ty Montgomery. See, there you go. Kyrie Thornton. Kyrie Thornton. Who the is that? That's the point. Richard Rogers. Hey. Not bad. No. Nothing. No, that is a legend. <laughs> Richard Rodgers is an absolute Packers legend. Uh, that gets us back to 2014. We didn't have a pick in 2013 or 2012. 2011, Alex Green. Alex Green was a third-round pick? A running back out of Hawaii? Are you yep. kidding me? <laughs> he was good for, like, four carries. All right. So we had, like, one and a half decent players out of those. That's back to 2011. Yikes. That's... That's surprisingly <laughs> consistently rough. Correct. And I feel like the third round was a really good place to find guys. Not for us. Richard Rogers and Josiah. All right. That's it. In like half a season of Ty Montgomery. No. That Bears game. I We had like 160 yards. You know what? I don't remember. The only thing I remember about Ty Montgomery is them telling him not to take it out in L.A., and he still did, and he fumbled, and we lost to the eventual Super Bowl runner-ups. Correct. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So there we go. I backed that up. The round picks, trade them all. I'm not going to argue on that point. That's fair. Thank you. All right, defense? Yeah, let's go to defense. The offense sucks. They need to figure it out. Call better plays. Execute them. Stop having holding calls. Stop having illegal motion calls. Just stop sucking. Like, you guys know what to do. They're sucking at the fundamental aspects of football. We're not even getting to the fact we don't have talent because they're sucking at the basics. I've heard a very depressing point, which I'm not going to disagree with. You know, a few times in this game, we get a hold, you know, legal motion, whatever. And if you're in, like, second and over 10, you might as well just call Pat O'Donnell on the field. You might as well punt. It's like second and 25. There's just no way. Also... 
does anybody else remember a Packers team dropping as many passes? Like, I know that... Oh, there was a lot. I know that, you know, like, oh, Devontae drops, and oh, James Jones it drops. Like, some of these drops Bad. are ridiculously easy. The Romeo one on fourth down, which you can complain about the play call. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but the play was drawn up perfectly fine. The one where he just, like, sits in the middle yep. on fourth and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were two fourth downs that went to him that... We're right. not the other one was Sammy Watkins' was a screen fault. and Sammy didn't block. Just played, Olay, let me run. Yeah. He must have saw another imaginary lizard down the field and wanted to go say <laughs> hi. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know why there's so many drops, and it's it's not just Romeo. Al Nazard had one, too. I, mean, I think Aaron Jones had at least one. He had one. But he had one. Aaron Rodgers always has to throw it at least five feet over his head when he's in the flat. Correct. It's not great. And even, Luke, the almighty, mm. McHenry's own. I don't believe it. Had I a drop. And once I saw that, I was like, game's over. It's, <laughs> it's over. Who, by the way, he has like historically good hands. A historically high historically catch Historically, as in the past. That yeah, was too been, negative. Been, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was really mean. This year. He has been very good this Thank year. You. I mean, I wouldn't say he's sorry. great, but he's been fine. I mean, he's done what we've asked him to. I had to watch a lot of Packer film today. It was not pretty, so it's no surprise I'm not in a good mood. All right, let's go to the defense. We've talked enough about this terrible offense. We probably should talk about it more, but I don't want to. Yeah, it's not as straightforward as, hey, guys, fix the offensive line, because we did that. Like I was saying before the show, like this, this show is almost mute. Why are people going to listen to me after I was like, Fix the offensive line. We have a chance. I guess we did have a chance. We had a chance. I mean. Snowball's chance in hell once you got to the second half. Yeah, pretty much. All okay, right. defense. Defense. Love so, the pressure. Yeah, pressure, aggressiveness. Like 29 pressures or something crazy man like that. Man-to-man coverage. We're face all the time. Even when Scary Terry beats Jair down the sideline. You know what? That was good coverage. I'd love to see it because he was right there. And at least we tried. Coverage. Man coverage, right? What was I saying last week? I would much rather have us go down swinging than just let someone take it to us. There is no point in paying all these guys. There is no point in having Kenny Clark and Rashawn Gary and Preston and having these pass rushers if you're going to play 10 yards off, especially with should-be all-pro cornerbacks. Agreed. And honestly, you had to put that thing in a bucket on that one on that touch on the scary Terry, right? That, that had to be a great throw to be completed. I mean, my cousin can sling, bro. Uh, man, as soon as we heard that Carson Wentz wasn't playing, I was like, oh, God. We really knew it. we got to play Taylor Heineke. We knew he was going to be a problem. They even asked. They were like, hey, Matt, you know, just with uh, you know, with Carson Wentz's high number of sacks and, and what Tyler Heineke did against you guys last year, running with like 80 yards, like, I know you would never say that you'd rather play Carson, but like, and Matt's like, yeah, I'm not even going there. <laughs> Which 100% but, but means that, he wanted to play but Carson. that was the answer, of course. I'd much rather play Carson once. We would have had 15 sacks. We would have, honestly, because Taylor Heineke was all over the place. He eluded pressure very well, made some really nice throws, and even that last throw, like, that wasn't a great throw. He kind of wung that thing up in the air there. Oh, to Scary Terry to, to yeah. seal it? Yeah. Yeah. That that was kind of luck. Good job by, by Scary Terry coming down with it. But we forced him to make plays. That's all we can ask for, right? Play tight, man. Get pressure. Make the other team beat you instead of just sitting back and letting them beat you. Right? It's a great that's, improvement. That's what we did. It's yeah. a great improvement over the Agreed. first few weeks. And you saw some aggression. You saw them flying around again. They were having fun. They were doing things. Using plays. guys properly. Sending yep. Quay Walker on some blitzes, which he's shown that he's good at. That blitz worked literally every single time we ran it. Where he putting guys in man, he loops around. Oh, it was great. Giving Devontae Wyatt some more snacks. Snaps. <laughs> I don't know why when I were talking <laughs> about snaps and defensive linemen, automatically goes to snaps. Maybe it's like a little Freudian slip. Little snacks. I mean, do you miss Damon Harrison that much? I don't know. I, I do miss Damon Harris. <laughs> Harrison. He had like four snaps for us. He was a good dude. But yeah, probably had more Wyatt, snacks. Whenever he's on the field, guys, if there's ever a, a pass completed, I don't care where it is. Duke gets just, there. Just start cl- counting. Like three, two. One and by the time you're done, Devontae Wyatt will be on the ball carrier. I would like to see him make some more plays, not ten yards down the field, but absolutely love the hustle. He had a couple. I love the hustle. He had a couple good run plays. He did. He did. I love the hustle. Also, why did the Commanders almost slipped up there? Whew, keep trying to run on the edge against Preston. 
I don't know. Like, I think we had Hamilton in there at one point, and then they kept running crap to Preston. I'm like, what are we doing? Or what are they doing? They still think Thank he's you. Hamilton? I don't know. Thank you, because Preston's great at setting the edge, and he blew it up. But I'm like, what What sense does that make? Anyways, Rashawn Gary got wiped down a couple times. He's still a little over-aggressive. Not surprised. People are going to use that against him. It's part of what makes him great, though. His aggression, his, his willingness to kind of get in there. So What Luke's talking what about is. is when the defensive end's job is often to seal the edge. Rashawn Gary is violent with his moves to the inside. So like if it's a passing play, he can knife through and get to the quarterback. However, when he makes that first inside move off the snap, if it's an outside running play, he's he's dead on the, the play. The tackle can pin him immediately. And that's over. Yep. Meanwhile, Preston is the opposite. Mm-hmm. He will just push that tackle straight back and completely blow it up. Yeah, Preston never looks like he's tired. He's just like chilling out there, <laughs> pushing people <laughs> he around. Does. I've been here for a while now. I'm just fine. He All does. you youngins running around. I love me some Preston this year. You got to love some Preston. He's been playing good, man. He did. Another person that played really well, Rasul. Rasul. He played well. I mean, showing had a, showing a couple things, Yeah. right? Showing his instincts. Mm. Showing his heart. Missed it. Showing why he doesn't play wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, because he missed he a couple had, like, things. three drop picks. Uh, but that, that picked up fumble that he ran to the house i had so many emotions oh man i thought we play. i thought we had won at that i point. thought we were back i yeah me too if you listen to the show you know my love for razul and that man saved our asses more times than we can count last season true how many times do i send texts there is only one man that can save us and his name is razul this is true this, this happens this is true frequently frankly way too often folks you wait. <laughs> if we beat the Bills, it'll be because of Razul. You heard it here first. Honestly, there's a chance. I mean, Jair's going to have to have locked down digs, but yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, Razul on Gabe Davis is kind of a good matchup. Him or Stokes would be fine. You know, I heard this funny thing about Eric Stokes. Yeah. This really funny thing about Eric Stokes today. When teams target him, mm-hmm. he is letting up a QBR quarterback rating of 120. Oh, which is God. 2011 Aaron Rodgers. Every time someone throws at him, it's 2011 Aaron Rodgers. I don't remember them really throwing at him at all this game. I it, Nothing really sticks out in my head either. I know we have the mm. Corey Davis play. I'd have to painfully go back and watch more film, which is just a lot for me right now. Yeah, let's not. But he hasn't looked great either and no. he's, he's showing a lot of frustration too which is got, interesting got himself a penalty in this game which didn't help either no he, he had like a 15 yard personal follow yeah. for hitting someone out of bounds and i'm like sir sir how about instead of doing it after the play you do it during the play maybe force a fumble break on a route do something constructive i will say i enjoyed some of it right i want more fire I'm annoyed that this team doesn't seem very annoyed at times. I completely agree. Like, why? where are the leaders? I know Aaron won't say anything because he's stoic. Why does no one seem to be pissed off that we suck, right? He seemed pissed off. And it, he, it was nice to see he was pissed off. Yeah. It was just he did it in a dumb way. Correct. Agreed. But I, I want to see a little life out of this team going forward. Like, like Mercedes Lewis? Like A.J. Dillon? Like so, someone. Somebody do something. I don't even care if it's Royce Newman. Whoever's I gotta be, but you guys don't like <laughs> whoever it's gotta guys. be. Just show some fire. I was hoping we'd see that this week. Jack we Coco, didn't. long snapper. It's gotta be him. That's who it's gonna be. It's gotta be Coco. He's a long shot. Okay, but I think he'll snap okay. us up right where we need to be. That was Devin smacking his laptop. By the way, it's got really emotional. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's see if we're still. Uh... Devondre obviously with the pick six looked awesome. Devondre looks like he's back a little bit. He had a rough Thank start to the God. year. Right. Yeah. He looks like Devondre again. Some good run fits, some good blitzes getting pressure, and then the pick. I love seeing Quay Walker being his lead blocker, you know, because those guys awesome. play together next to each other all the time. You know that like Quay Walker is Devondre's protege. Yep. Devondre's teaching him all the tricks of the trade. And it's like, I got you, big bro. Yep. Taylor Heineke, he ain't going to get your ass. Like, I will say. He's, he's mine. Devondre was high-stepping a little earlier than I would have liked. But <laughs> you got Quay Walker. Made it a little closer than it needed you to be at the end there. So anyone else who saw that uh, couple of picks of Tyler Heineke where he looks exactly like 
Sid from Toy Story. You think Sid is going to get through a velociraptor of Quay Walker? I don't know what peyote or whatever it's called you're smoking. But ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. But give some to Aaron. I'm sure he would love that. Anyway, so Quay, right? I thought he played pretty well. I liked how we used him a lot this game. Blitz him. Yeah. He's an athletic freak. Let him go just wreak havoc on somebody. Super weird. Is he sat in a zone coverage and a pass breakup? Someone entered a zone and he broke up the pass. I he, know didn't, that was he didn't look around everywhere else. He just was like, oh, SWAT. Yeah, you don't catch the ball. Amazing. Another, May, maybe they told him, pretend you're playing man coverage. Maybe. And then just, just play man coverage that. in that little circle. Just do that. Maybe. Mind the, games. There was a, a drag route that unfortunately looked not great for him and Devondre. I don't know if you remember it. But they bo- it wasn't a big play. It didn't really matter much at the time. But him and Devondre ended up being next to each other chasing the guy, which means something went wrong. Because yeah, you're supposed to be spread out. To, correct. You know. Quay was on the side that he caught the ball on, on the right side of the field. Devondre started on the, the left portion of the field. So I don't know if there was miscommunication, but Devondre was sprinting over. Quay didn't start chasing the dude until Devondre got to him. We still got to iron that part out. They should have handed him off earlier. Miscommunications going on in this defense. Do they need to, like... The back end seemed okay, though. Just, like, sit together and play Madden? Like, I don't know. That's what it feels like. I don't know what we have to do here. That's kind of what it feels like. And especially when Devondre Campbell was the difference in the middle of the secondary last year. If you bring up old shows, we were talking about, like... His ability to pass things off and to be clear mm-hmm. with other guys on their responsibilities was the difference why crossers didn't hit us last year. Correct. And now it's just open season, crosser galore. Correct. Hit him while you got him. Interesting problem we have there. Interesting problem. But Quay played much better. I think we utilized his strengths a little bit. Kenny Clark looked good. Rashawn Gary got pressure all the time, just never got home. But he looked good. Enigbari, another, good, got another, another sack. good game. Yeah. Good for him, man. Good for him. Two and two weeks, feel pretty good about that. It's my draft pick right there. I feel pretty good about that. So, to the next phase. I would like to point out a statistic for you fine folk. You know, with our reduced receiving core, this statistic was eventually ruined. Uh, but there was one point in the game where they pointed out that Amari Rogers had five career catches and five career fumbles. That's not good. And then he had two catches for 14 yards. Uh, amazed he didn't drop any more. He did have a drop on a deep ball that could have been a touchdown if Aaron put it in a better spot. But still, it's Amari Rogers. so whenever he drops the ball, people are going to go down his throat. I'm not going to for that one, but for the muffed punt, I am. Yeah, and so now he's up to, what, seven catches and six fumbles? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think it might be seven and five, but when you have five muffed punts through two NFL seasons, what are we doing? Not only... For the product of the special teams, for putting your teams in bad positions. But what message are you sending to the rest of the team if you allow somebody who fails at his job that badly to continue right. to have his job? And I know that Aaron came out and LaFleur came out as well this week and talked about um, what can't happen, right? Aaron said that only two players did not make mental mistakes Zardin Jones. He included himself. He made some mental mistakes as well. Right? And then LaFleur came out and talked about we can't put the ball on the ground. Can't fumble. Then do something about it. You're in charge. Put literally anybody else back there. I'm going to be honest, man. I am always like super excited when I see there's a LaFleur press conference. You know, I always watch our boys after the games. And then there's usually a few days in practice where they put stuff out. But I'm getting really sick. Because LaFleur is very media trained, and all of his answers are very yeah. wishy-washy. Yeah. We got to do this, and we, we got to go watch that, the film, and we, we got to get him better. the ball. Yeah. And that's something that we're really looking into. And I know you really can't, you know, share your secrets, but it, it's just kind of a waste of time. And we saw, like we said, we saw Joe Barry. Switch up the defense, and look, we had better results. Mm-hmm. And it isn't their fault that penalties didn't go their way. And, oh, by the way, the offense didn't convert a first down the entire yeah, game. A third down. We did get first downs. Thank yes. you. My apologies. You know what I mean. Third down. Didn't get a third down for the first time since 1999. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you kidding me? Matt Flynn could convert a third down. Yeah, it was rough. 
Scott Tolzien could convert. Oh, I I was told to, down. to mention, by the way, Scott Tolzien from Rolling Meadows and Fremd. Evil Fremd, as we went to Palatine. Yeah, so he doesn't, ma- he but, doesn't matter. But He's he is Packer, Rolling Meadows' but... own. Rolling Meadows' own, sir. Rolling Meadows' own. gross. I, was, I always at least thought he was Palatine's own. Yeah, me and too. And he's not. Yeah, that kind of broke my you heart a little bit. You can't be from Rolling Meadows and go to Fremd. None of that works. Yeah, you can't. He literally did. But kind of, sort of from our hometown. I never had allegiance. I know it's your thing, but just not mine. I love Scotty Tolzien. He wasn't my backup quarterback of the mid He's 2010s mine. of he was choice. Mine. He was mine. Well, you're missing out. Spin move on the Vikings. Did he lead a 26 to three comeback? Did he throw for four A's and six touchdowns in one game? He did have the sickest I, spin move I've ever seen. I don't think so. <laughs> Matt Flynn rules above all. Maybe we are getting back into that whole thing you said last week about talking about better and happier days. Maybe guilty. All right, let, let's talk about next week or something. Oh, yeah, we go to Buffalo. Yeah. So, fun fact, uh, the Buffalo Bills don't actually play in Buffalo. As someone who was a resident of Buffalo for four years, I can tell you they play in Orchard Park, which is you know, 20 to 30 minutes south of Buffalo. It's Technically, a nice... Green Bay doesn't play in Green Bay. But okay. Schwabernon. You just ruined my whole thing. <laughs> but it's a very nice stadium. Been there multiple times myself. Bills fans are great. The one disappointment I had is when I wore a Micah Hyde jersey to a Bills game, like a Packers Micah Hyde jersey. We weren't even playing the Packers. And people gave me shit. And I was like, and at that time, Micah Hyde was the leading leader in interceptions for the Bills, like in the NFL. And I was like, do you do you even know what I'm wearing, idiots? But besides that, they're great. Very hostile environment to play in. Very hostile environment to play in when your team is very much struggling as our team is true you have a lot of good pass rushers you have von miller who we all know about you have greg Rousseau, boogie basham aj epinesa ed oliver like over the past five years they've spent four or five Mm -hmm. first round picks keep adding to it on edge guys now micah Hyde is out but they still have jordan poyer trey white is out but they got a bunch of young guys in the second round of this kid benford they drafted Dane Jackson they drafted a couple of years ago from Pitt. He's been sticking around. You have a team on the defense with the pass rush rules, and you have just enough in the secondary right now uh, to kind of you know even each other out. They are the number one ranked defense in the NFL at this point. They were the number one ranked defense throughout the entire year last year. On offense, like Luke kind of mentioned, you do have an, an attack that is primarily focused on the pass so with quarterback Josh Allen, you have Stephon Diggs, who we do not miss chasing around in Minnesota. You have Gabriel Davis, who had his breakout game in the NF- AFC title game, I believe it was against the Chiefs, or divisional Correct. round, my apologies. Yeah, divisional. He had like four touchdowns. He's been a good piece. Dawson Knox, good tight end. And we mustn't forget, they have Jake Kumro, who's been out for a couple of weeks. We'll see but if he like plays. He's kind of a real piece for them. He is. He's receiver four or five, but like we rotate receivers a lot, mm. as do they. He's he's kind of like they're lower on the depth chart, Al Mazard. He is great at pass blocking, get the ball every once in a while. Just just a good dude to have around. He's a good special teams guy. Buffalo seems to really love having him and the leadership that he brings. So does Aaron Rodgers. So does Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Yeah, it should be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to it as long as we don't get our doors absolutely blown off, um, which, you know, there is a, a chance. Because the Buffalo Bills are far and away probably the best team in the NFL so far. Up to this point, they've looked exceptional in pretty much all aspects of the game. Great hold, home field advantage. Crazy good offense led by, at this point, the league MVP and Josh Allen, right? Agreed. Defense as mean as ever. Great pass rush. Good secondary. Oh, and, and two very good off-ball linebackers in Matt Milano and, and Trey Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah. So easy stuff over the middle is not coming easy. Yeah, Edmonds and is a, they is are going to huge. fill run gaps. Yeah, that it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough without a, without a doubt. But, you know, like I said, I have a rational confidence for no real reason. So let's do this thing. Well, how messed up this season has been. I mean, there's a chance, right? right? It kind of feels like one of those... There's all these teams in the NFL like, oh, yeah, they, they should have lost this game or they should have won this game and this game and this game, and then they lose all those games and the team that they shouldn't beat, they do. It kind of feels like it could happen. 
but from a, like a logic standpoint, like we pride ourselves on knowing our Packers and being good analysts and watching film and knowing what's going on. And based on what we've seen, there is no real logical reason why we would win this game unless we actually play as we all expected. And if we do, if we finally see the Packers that we thought that we had all mm-hmm. summer and all off season, then guys, we do have a chance. Correct. Would I be picking us to win? Even then, probably not. Probably not. But I would be picking us to at least put up a hell of a fight and to be there in the end. Yep. With what we've been showing, though, if if we continue to play like that, we may lose by thirty. It might yeah. be forty-two to three. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, it could but be bad. you don't listen to the show for us to paint things and have rainbows. That's that's not what we do here. No, Bob Ross is in here. No, sir. We're honest. And we tell really good dad jokes. At least one of us does. Yeah, you're ready to do. Kick rocks, big fan. <laughs> All right. Let's just go to this kind of other other element of this season. Because, guys, you know, when we lose to the Giants and the Jets and the Commanders, like, geez, if we can't beat these teams, we're screwed. And granted, that's a very fair thought. That is. However... Something else we need to point out. Luke is giving me a stink eye like he's all confused. Something mm-hmm. else we need to point out is that the rest of the NFC sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're still in this. It's the Eagles and then, like, nothing. Yeah, essentially. I guess so, the Vikings and Giants. Week 7, just a little recap, and then we'll talk about where teams are at. Cardinals beat the Saints, 42-34. Who cares? D-hop's back. They look marginally better. I cared to share it, so I'll know better for next time. You had... Somehow, the Carolina Panthers, who were fire sailing, 21-3 over the Bucks. Absolutely loved it. The Bucks are even worse than we are somehow. Bengals over the Falcons, 35-17, which don't really care about the Falcons, but now we're fighting them for the wild card. Which so. is weird, and Burrow put up 480, so Good job, Bengals. Thank you. Cowboys uh, cage the Lions. That's Ooh. the word I'll use. 24-6. Yeah, Cowboys didn't look great in that game either, but they, they got out of there with a win. Giants continue their miraculous season. 23-17 over the Jags. Uh, it's a Jags. Daniel Jones kind of becoming uh, Josh Allen .1. He can't be 2.0. He's got to be a very eh, small version. Yeah. They're using him. He's getting Can we he say like yards diet, rushing. like diet, diet, Josh Allen? Like no caffeine, no sugar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, hey, no he, nothing. Give the brand and that's it. He had like 107 yards rushing, so shout out to him. That's just that's a really big praise. And they're using him like him. Anyway, move on. Other games that matter, Chiefs 44-23 over the 49ers. Thank you, Chiefs. Yeah, only a close game for the first half, kind of blown out the second. Geno Smith making a case for MVP, 37-23 over the Chargers. That's a hilarious sentence to say. True, but hilarious. I couldn't agree more. And the Bears did beat the Patriots 33-17. Yeah, let's not talk about it, shall we? Aren't you sure that I want to, Luke? Because I'm such a Bears fan, as you always want to say. That's why I'm trying to cut you off before you start gloating. You're the absolute worst person I know (laughs) in the entire world. All right, so let's just take a second and and pull up the NFC standings. We did sort of talk about, obviously, I think at this point we're talking about, I'm not even going to say the word, because I'm going to go to the Jim Mora thing and just lose my mind. How about the postseason? The right? postseason picture. The postseason picture. At this point, it looks like that the NFC North might be a bit of a stretch. I guess they're only two games back. Two and a half. Yeah, Vikings are Vikings five, are and, five one, and one. Right? We're three and four. Tied with the Bears, but on the tiebreaker. In the a- NFC East, Giants or Giants are six and one. Eagles are six and zero. Oh, Cowboys are five and two. Remember, Good division. Three wild card teams. So. Two of them probably come from the East at this point. Two of them probably come from the East. So we're saying Giants and Cowboys. So yeah. let's look on the other teams. Uh, the NFC West, Seahawks are 4-3. and three. Rams are 3-3. Three and three. 49ers are 3-4. and four. Cardinals are 3-4. and four. So we're, we're pretty much in the mix with... With all of them. With all of them. In our division, we are somehow tied with the Bears. Do yeah. you realize that? Well, I, D- I said it about 15 seconds ago. Still, yeah. though, it just hits different. You're the tiebreaker, at least. It. How about the South? Good thing I mentioned the Falcons losing because they are well, they're tied for first place with Buccaneers at three and four. I think they have the tiebreaker. Do they? I think they do somehow. That's what I, I heard today. 
Weird. That's hilarious. Go Falcons, go. And Panthers and Saints are both two and five. So right now, let me see if I can do a little math here. If the season ended today, mm-hmm. we would be half a game out of the wild card of the Rams. Okay. Rams are, th- Rams are three and three. Four Niners, three and four. Falcons, three and four. So That's those are the teams that are, that are right there with us. Better than not chance. We dropped a three and five next week or this week. But still, as bleak as it feels, there's hope. The season is not over. We have hope, at least for a little bit longer. I'm going to say I'm not burying us yet. I'm not going to say we have hope. I'm just not grabbing the shovel just yet. Could be a good name for this episode. Not grabbing the shovel just yet? I was going to say not burying us yet. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it and put it up in 10 minutes. Anything else to add, Mr. Mueller? Nope. I'm good. All righty, guys. Before I give my usual farewell, just have a good week. Spend time with your families. Go to the gym. Watch a comedy show. Do whatever you love to do because Sunday night might be a little rough. But until next time, go back, go. Go back, go.